Good morning. Simon Tuf Mem Bez Sif Lamed Aleph. Kosov Rosh Rosh Perikol Shah. Amurai Shoisani Idna Shakurn Al Medi. Shinostim Bolechem Koli. Ish Omrim Shemutter Achar Pesach. The Chomets Ide Teruva Shavala Pesach Mutterbana. Murais, which is a mixture of fish oil and wine, and apparently they put in some sort of croutons as well. So some say that it is permissible after Pesach because a chametz that's part of a mixture that um, you had over Pesach is permissible to derive benefit from it after Pesach. Also, the chametz was singed before Pesach, and therefore it is permissible to derive benefit from it after Pesach. We do not accept this opinion, because that which should mixture be permissible after Pesach is only when it was not mixed intentionally. But to intentionally mix chametz into some other foods, and to leave it till after Pesach, lo would not be permissible. The fact that you singed the chametz and turned it into croutons doesn't really help. Because Amer lo charcho yafa yafa, because perhaps he didn't really singe it very well. Because when you made it, you weren't thinking about burning it to the extent that you could then keep it over Pesach. Vod v'chule, etc. Morayis to orchol mechal hachi, asur, but morayis, where it is normal to eat it with this these croutons, it's prohibited. Because singeing the croutons only helps if you singe them to the point where they're no longer edible. But morayis, where it's made to be eaten, so the fact that they're singed does not create any heter. The Rambam holds that it is an Isra from the Torah to have Marias over Pesach, Machkos, and Basif, Yudam, Lashen, Arash, Afsha, Osr, Lachar, Pesach, Mikom, Mokome, Nir, Bidvarv, Shavral, Babal, Yera. But from the Rush, even though he does say you may not eat this after Pesach, but it does not seem that he would be of the opinion that keeping it over Pesach would be a prohibition of Bal Yera. Biosim, Lashen, Atur, Shakosov, Dalmadi, Osr, Lochla, Achar, Pesach, Ain, Shemash, Vilhedi, Dirak, Lochlo, Osr. And the tour who just says you can't eat it after Pesach, the implication is that only eating it is prohibited after Pesach. It's a little bit of uh, puzzling why the tour just says you can't eat it after Pesach when his father, the Rush, indicates that any benefit would be prohibited after Pesach. But the reason is because the Torah is being consistent with something he also wrote, that even to intentionally create a mixture before Pesach, the mixture is mutter after Pesach. But it would only be permissible after Pesach to derive benefit from it. It would not be permissible to eat it. Lamed Beis. Diyoshu muvushul b'secha sha'orim, ink, which is cooked with, Barley beer, mutter lichtov bo b'chol mod pesach. You can write with it on chol mod pesach. V'davka shenas akodem a pesach. That's only if you made the ink before pesach. Avlasa said yo be pesach aser, but to make that ink on pesach would be permissible. Would be prohibited. V'lo chashinan shema bechsas aksiva, 
We're not worried that if you're using that ink on cholamoid, you might stick the quill in your mouth. Even though it is not fit for canine consumption, you can't eat it, as we've explained. But the fact is, it's not normal to put the inky side of the quill into your mouth. And if you would, um, the only time when something which is um, no longer fit for canine consumption is a problem is if you're intentionally eating it, because then in your mind, as we've discussed before, and by intentionally eating it, you are designated back as food. But Ubekan over here, where you're just absentmindedly chewing on the quill, lo that's not considered that you are giving it back the status of food. What we discussed last night about the dough that's in the cracks of the trough that you need in, that's really talking about the, um, the bowl in which you leave the bread after you've made it. But if it's the actual one in which you're kneading, if you want to use it on Pesach, not only do you have to remove all the chametz in it, but you have to wash it with hot water, and to um, dig out any of the chametz which is in the wooden cracks. It still won't help because you can't really clean it out very well that there won't remain in total a kezayis of dough in the cracks, and the vessel will combine all of that from a halachic standpoint to be considered to be one whole kezayis. Since the bowl is made for kneading, we consider all that is in the bowl to be one piece. Not only can you use that bowl in Pesach, but even owning it would be a prohibition of Baal Yerav. You have to give it before Pesach as a gift to a Gentile, or to sell it to him at Pesach until Pesach passes. We'll explain that later on. Or to smear the whole thing with mud. Even though this is a big strictness, you should still do this. This is talking about a uh, big bowl which is made out of planks. V'yesh bas stokim, and that's why there's a lot of cracks between the planks. But our small bowls, shasuyim echaticha achas, which is made out of one hollowed piece of wood, vein bas and there's not cracks between planks. It's certainly possible to wash it properly and uh, poke out all the chametz, you can keep it over Pesach. But you still can't use it on Pesach. That's what the Gemara talks about, is a sourdough house, so to speak. You cannot use it. Also, the dough, which is in a bowl that's made out of boards of wood, you can't get rid of all of the chametz. You should give it to a Gentile as a gift. 
The same thing you should do with any vessels in which you leave flour all year long. If it's made out of a few boards, you can definitely assume that in the cracks there will be flour that became chametzdik. Or if you have, let's say, a vessel in which you keep your bread, and there are cracks, we shall and it is made out of wicker. It's difficult to dig it all out. And if you have a piece of cloth that you would put on top of your flour sack, so shaking it out is not good enough. You should wash it in hot water. If you would like to utilize it on Pesach, you have to wash it in hot water and use ashes and bang it But your regular tablecloths, it's enough to just wash them. Simon Tov Mem Gimel. Din Chometz Be'erav Pesach La'achas Sheishas. The halacha of Chometz on Erev Pesach after six hours. Sif Aleph. Kvarnas Bar B'Simon Tov Lamed Aleph. Dala Rambam Ochel Chometz Be'erav Pesach Chatzos Over Belav. We've explained earlier that according to the Rambam, after midday on Erev Pesach, Chometz consumption would be a lav. V'eskim Lo Arash V'atur V'chir Odasa Ga'onim. The Rush and the Torah and the Gaonim agree with the Rambam. Even though the Ravid and other Rishonim do not agree with them, but the Halacha is in accordance with the Rambam. And that is in all of Klai Yisrael, um, this idea that it's a De'oraisa, it's a Torah prohibition, has spread. That after noon on Erev Pesach, the prohibition of chametz is a Torah prohibition. And owning it, you would be transgressing the law of Balyira. Whereas the rival would hold that there's no Balyira until nighttime, the Rambam over Balyira Mechatzos. According to the Rambam, the prohibition is from noon. And Rashi and Bavakama also says the same thing. Base. Since generally during the year, everybody uses chametz, men, women, adults, kids, and therefore you're not used to refraining from chametz. So therefore Chazal wanted to keep us away from doing anything prohibited with chametz on Pesach, and therefore they said that two hours before noon, we should not be eating chametz. Kamoshi Yisbar, the Chilku, and they distinguished between Isser Achila le Isser Hana between the prohibition of eating and the prohibition of deriving any benefit from chametz. The that benefit is prohibited an hour before noon. And eating is prohibited two hours beforehand. The time of the milsim yishum de bein shashishis de bein shashvias hatos matzay harbe lefika chasru bana. The reason is between the sixth hour and the seventh hour of the day, it's easy for you to make a mistake. Remember back in those days, people didn't have clocks; they were just looking at the sun. And that's why in that last hour, when you could be confusing the time, Chazal prohibited 
even benefit. But making a mistake between the fifth and seventh hour, seventh hour of the day, it's unlikely for a person to make such a mistake. It's a cloudy day. Because anybody knows that in the fifth hour of the day, the sun is in the east, and the seventh hour of the day, the sun is in the west. Therefore, die lesser Therefore, the prohibition in the fifth hour is only an eating one. For lo not a benefit prohibition. And this prohibition um, starting earlier is true even for chametz that belongs to a gentile, even for chametz that's in a mixture, or even chametz nuksha. Sif Gimel. Therefore, you may not eat chametz from the beginning of the fifth hour. But during the entirety of the fifth hour, you may derive benefit. And you can still sell your chametz to a Gentile. You don't have to worry that maybe someone will mistakenly sell chametz to a Jew in that time. Because there are not Jews out there buying chametz during that fifth hour. Vafilu min chametz sheshem balav olav kimo kutach even a type of chametz that is associated with its owner like kutach which is a mixture of chametz and whey and other stuff sheomer that people will say on it zek kutach shaploni that's so and so's kutach so therefore you might say you can't sell to a guy because mutagam kim limko you're allowed to sell of lochashin shech shedu shemachu bepesach and we're not worried that someone might suspect that you sold it to the Gentile on Pesach. Vazeludas Rashi Varambam, that's Rashi in the Rambam's opinion, Avadasa Tosvos, Reish Per Kosha, Osur Limker Zelamidyom, Kodim Pesach, but the Rambam, um, sorry, the Tosvos holds that for 30 days before Pesach, you may not sell your, your Kutach to a Gentile. Miyushim Posik Lehevi Daitim Klaal, but none of the Poskim bring down the stricter opinion of Tosvos. During the fifth hour, you can feed your chametz to any farm animals, wild animals, or birds. Just make sure that they don't take any of it and hide it. Any leftovers of the animals get rid of. Even though wild animals have a tendency to hide the chametz, we're not worried about that as long as you're keeping an eye on them. And the farm animals, even though they do not generally hide foods, still you are obligated to keep an eye on it if you're feeding it chametz in the fifth hour. From the beginning of the sixth hour and onward, you may not even derive benefit. The Torah writes that since Chazal forbade you from deriving any benefit in that sixth hour, so if you would give it to a woman for Kedushin in order to facilitate betrothal, it would not be considered to be valid because you gave her something that has no worth. That's only with actual Chometz. Um, 
And according to Rashi, um, even Chametz Nuksha is the Kedushin would not be valid. But according to Rabbeinu Tam, since Chametz Nuksha is Chametz rabbinically, and the time is rabbinic time, so therefore we are strict and we're machmir as if the marriage was facilitated. Sifches. Kosov Rabbeinu Arama. The Bishnas Ibor in a leap year like this year, in which case by the time Erev Pesach comes along, the days are much longer. Shayom Aruch, Eloah Arbashos Lafi Inyan Hayom. The four hours are based on the length of the day, meaning you divide the day up into 12 equal parts, and four of those are considered to be four hours. And therefore, you can eat chametz all the way until a third of the day. Some say, you can eat until two o'clock hours before chatzos. The second opinion holds the Ein Holchin Acher Shlisha Yom, that the prohibition doesn't start after one third of the day. El Shekach Gozru, but the what Chazal instituted was Shalom Shte Shaz Kodum Chatzos Hayom, that always two hours before Chatzos, Asrullah Chachomets, you can't eat Chomets. Avagadolum Dachuzeb, but the great rabbis have rejected this opinion, Vichin Ikuludina. And that is definitely the primary way to look at it halachically, the chashvin and shlisha yom, that we only pay attention to a third of the day. Some people count a third of the day as the day beginning from dawn until the stars come out. Some count from sunrise to sunset. That is the halacha according to the opinion of the great Achrodim, meaning the Magan Avram and the Shulchan Arav. Same thing when it comes to Shman Shman Esrik, that is the halacha from a practical standpoint. That the length of the hours that we're talking about are flexible based on the length of the day. Meaning that if the length of the day is 15 clock hours, then one shahazmanis would be one and a quarter hours. Sif Vav. If one Jewish person is holding on to um, chametz belonging to another Jewish person that he gave to him to watch, he should hold on to it on Erev Pesach until the fifth hour. But if the owners don't come by the end of the fifth hour, he should sell the chametz to a Gentile. If it's something that he will not easily be able to find a buyer during the fifth hour, he can sell it earlier. Even if he has to charge less than the normal market price, he should sell it. Even then, locate Tester Lagamri, because if he doesn't sell it, it's going to be worthless and be completely prohibited. If you know a Gentile, you can sell it to now before Pesach, you know it will sell it back after Pesach, which is what we generally do with our Chametz. We'll discuss later on. 
the obligation of the one who's holding on to the chametz for someone else to sell it under those circumstances, and not to sell it absolutely. Even if you have an opportunity to sell it at its market value, because a person would rather get his own chametz back and not have the cash instead. Have a wonderful day.